Hello everyone, and welcome to the Gears Tactics Extended How Bad Can It Be podcast. This is the uh, first one that I'm going to be doing for this, and uh, I haven't really got a plan per se, but I just wanted to talk a bit more, because I'm often very limited in these reviews that I do. Uh, kind of stuck to 10 minutes most of the time, try not to go over that just because... YouTube doesn't really like it, and the viewers of YouTube don't really like it. The attention spans of people isn't really higher than that unless they know you. So, at my current size, I thought it was a bad idea to go over there. And that often leaves me uh, having to cut stuff out. So what we got here is a little podcast, no idea how long it's going to be, aiming for around an hour. But it could easily be <laughs> half an hour, you know... Rough ballpark here and there. Depends on the game, really. But yeah, today we're going to be discussing Gears Tactics, the first one on my series, and the first one in my brand new schedule of reviews, which you can find on my Twitter page, at VividChim. I'm sure you already know about it if you're subbed to this Patreon. So, there were a few things that I had to miss out here, and I've got my script up just for reference, just be so I can help rejog my memory because this is actually being recorded after the video is done and uploaded. It's uploaded right now. So if you haven't seen it yet for some reason and are listening to this, I do recommend you go check that out. But yeah, I've got my script right here and uh, we're going to be going over a couple of... Uh, sorry, we're going to be going over a couple of things. I completely melted my own brain there for a second. But yeah, it should be, it should be quite an interesting one. Uh, bring up some points, clarify and uh, elaborate on some points here and there. And uh, we might as well just go through it bit by bit and see what we got. So we start off with the kind of callback. And I like to start these videos off with kind of like an intro before I go into the actual introductions of the game. I don't know whether people like that or not. I've never really asked. Uh, I should probably ask one of these days, actually, come to think about it. But... Yeah, I've never really asked, but I just kind of do it. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like it's nice to have a bit of a build-up. But uh, yeah, we're discussing my um, past with the Xbox 360, which was the console that I've spent the most time on in my life. Uh, for those who don't know, before I was a PC gamer, I was very much a console gamer, and my console of choice was the Xbox 360 all the way through high school until my final year where I sold it, and continued playing video games on my laptop and that was kind of how I became a PC gamer before buying an actual PC during my uh, studies to help me along with those and also to let me play and review video games but uh, yeah I, I was a major 360 guy uh, Left 4 Dead 2, Halo Reach, XCOM and Gears of War 3 are the four games that I actually mention in the video and Fun fact, that's not entirely true. It's kind of a bit of a narrative-stretching lie, I guess you could call it that. Um, the three of them are true. Left 4 Dead 2, Halo Reach, and XCOM definitely are big ones for me that I spent a lot of time for. Gears of War 3, I did play it a lot. Like, a lot. But it was less than the other three. I'd say if I were to put a fourth game there, it would probably be GTA 5 over Gears. Maybe even Fallout New Vegas over Gears. But I did play a lot of Gears of War uh, back in the day. Me and my mate used to play the Horde mode all the time, and we also dabbled in multiplayer a little bit, and also went through the campaign on the hardest difficulty. It was really fun. I love that game. I should probably go back and play them at some point. If they ever remake Gears 2 and 3, I'll definitely uh, 
I'll, I'll definitely go through and do that because I don't have a console to play them on. But who knows? Maybe I'll get a Series X and maybe they'll be uh, backwards compatible. But yeah, the uh, other three that uh, I want to talk about is... Uh, well, we start with the first one that I mentioned, which is Left 4 Dead 2. And uh, Left 4 Dead 2 is my favourite game of all time. And I've said this a few times, but it, it genuinely is. And I don't know why going back and playing it, it doesn't really have the same magic of back in 2010, 2011. But I genuinely played that game forever, and I feel like it was because I was an edgy teen, but God, I love that game. It was so much fun to go through. I believe, like, at my peak of playing that game, I could beat the first two missions without taking any damage. I can't do that now. I can't even do anything close to that now, but, uh... Yeah, I, I used to be pretty pretty freaking good at that. And I used to know like most of the spawn locations for like witches and stuff, some of which I can still kind of remember. I was uh I, <laughs> I was horribly addicted to that game. That's the best way to play it. Uh but yeah, Halo Reach was another one, uh, one that I've recently experienced again through the Master Chief collection being on PC. Uh I do need to pl play more of that really, and I do want to do a review maybe when all the games come out on PC. But, yeah, Halo Reach is my most played game of all time. Like, bar none. <laughs> Maybe the only thing that comes close is my recording software, Mirrorless Action, which is a, uh... uh I, I don't even... I don't even know how... <laughs> how long have I played that? A couple thousand of hours? I could probably check this right now, come to think about it. I've got my, li my Steam library up. How many hours have I played of Action? Uh, I've played 1,214 hours of my recording software, and it, that's probably a close, like, that's probably close to Halo Reach, honestly. I've played so much of that, I'm surprised I didn't somehow, like, melt the Xbox or drain the entire uh, nation of its power. It was, it, it got bad at points, how much I'd play that. I, I used to life the hell out of that. It was what we used to call a lifer. Is that still a term? people use in terms of video games? Do people call each... Do people say you're a lifer these days? Was that a thing elsewhere? Was that just a UK thing? I don't even know. But uh, the other one was XCOM Enemy Unknown, and I have my mate Owen to thank for that. Um, he introduced me to that one day. Uh, I was over his house. We I used to go over his house all the time. He'd come over mine every now and again. And we just play video games. Uh, we'd go through uh, Resident Evil 5 on co-op uh, on the hardest difficulty that was a fun one gonna try and do a co-op run of that again but yeah that was really good we used to just co-op games on the highest difficulty uh, we did gears of war as i mentioned we did halo we've done left for dead uh but yeah he showed me xcom for the first time and i was immediately hooked and i pretty much the next day went up and picked up a copy for myself and i just fell in love with the game honestly it was incredible i absolutely adored it but yeah i've played it pretty much ever since i've played it a bit on pc though not as much as i'd like and i sadly haven't played any of the other ones that much despite owning all of them which is a common problem that i have when it comes to video games but there we are maybe i'll do a series review of them one day who knows i could have maybe synced that up to this come to think about it but i kind of forgot this game was coming out gears tactics uh, kind of forgot it was coming out until very recently, so I wouldn't have had enough time to do all the XCOM games anyway. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy to think about how I've played the other ones. I've played Left 4 Dead, Reach, and XCOM all on PC for a decent amount of time each, but not Gears. 
Um, I've not even played Gears 5 or any of that because I stopped after Gears of War 3. And uh, I, I don't know why I stopped after Gears of War 3 because I was still playing quite frequently when Judgment came out. But I feel like it was probably because my mates weren't getting it that I didn't bother picking it up because that was a big... Uh, contributor back in the day to how I purchased my games. It's absolutely not now, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that was a uh, that was that was a weird one that I just never bothered with it again. But who knows if I if I did, maybe I'd still be playing Xbox to this day. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, we got we got to jump right into this right now. Uh, I did a disclaimer in this video at the start, and that was because of the graphical issues that I had with this game, and whilst they were definitely on me and on my PC, they came because of a massive pain in the ass that was the situation I'm currently going through with building a brand new gaming PC. So, the gaming PC I currently have is... <laughs> it's four or five years old. I got it in like the first slash second year of my degree. Uh, I actually got it in the first year, but I think it was near the end of it. Um, I, I got some money off my grandparents and I put it towards getting a gaming PC because I'm a student and I don't know how to save. So I built <laughs> a gaming PC and it's not a very good one, but I built it, bought the parts, you know, and uh, I put them together and I'm doing the same right now because I enjoy building the building process of a PC. I'm not expert in how PCs works, that that's not me at all. I'm no expert in that field. My mate Jack is much more uh, of an aficionado with that stuff. I know how to get around one. I know the basics that I need to know, but I do need to learn some more. But I know enough to put one together and I enjoy doing it because it allows me to uh, get a more intimate understanding of the internals of a PC and how things work a certain way, you know, I just find it fascinating and very satisfying to do. So, I built my first one. That's lasted me so long. I'm now building a new one because Cyberpunk's on the horizon and I need a new one for that. And the idea was I was going to have one ready for this. Uh, I think the only thing that I wouldn't have is a graphics card because they are very expensive and do because the country's currently on lockdown or, well, the world's on lockdown, I guess it would have been difficult for me to gather the funds to save up for one. And it still is going to be that. Uh, I'm predicted to get one by June, maybe. <laughs> That's It's not a guarantee, but it's a maybe. But yeah, it's going to be gonna be a very, very interesting one. There's a car I'm going off. I hope you guys can't hear that, but who knows? You'll probably hear something. It's quite a loud house, and I don't have that awesome new RTX technology. That looks really useful and really good. But... One of the parts that I bought was a motherboard, and that motherboard came from a company called MSI. Now, you would have seen it um, in the review, if you've watched the review already, which I'm assuming you have. You would have seen me refer to it as a certain company with the MSI logo just up there for comedic effect, uh, simply because I didn't want to actually say MSI. But yeah, they've, they've pretty much fucked me over here, honestly, because I bought one of their motherboards. And it really sent me down this massive whirlpool of trying to get a faulty motherboard fixed. And I was jumping through hoop after hoop after hoop. MSI sent me to Amazon, who had sent me to MSI, who were sending me back to Amazon. 
And eventually I just had to call out Amazon and MSI publicly on Twitter and it was resolved within an hour after about a week and a half of trying to get this resolved. They, they made me buy a power supply unit during a lockdown because they were like, oh, you should borrow one. Not that I can go anywhere to borrow one because, you know, you're not legally supposed to go see anyone right now. But that was their suggestion there. Good job, MSI. Uh, they refuse to even look at it. In fact, they're still refusing to even look at it, even though I've sent it back and got a refund from Amazon. Because they said you have to send it to the reseller to get a return slash refund, even though the people who sold it to me via Amazon were MSI. It's a very stupid, very messy situation. Has completely turned me off their products, and I will never buy one of them again, because A was faulty, which... Granted, it's probably just a bad luck thing, but the way they fucking treated me during the what what they call customer support in quotation marks there, but yeah, it was it was a load of bollocks, and I'm I'm never gonna buy one of their products again. Uh, genuinely pissed me off, and the repercussions and the ripples of such a thing have now been felt <laughs> during this video because I couldn't get the graphical fidelity that I would have otherwise gotten based on the fact that the PC renders the game. Now, would I have had the best graphics in the world? Probably not, because I'd have still been using my 1050, but it could have been a little bit better just because the CPU would have been beefier and uh, everything else is already a bit beefier than it was before. That's just, them's the breaks though, you know, that's kind of the hand I've been dealt, that's what I have to deal with. But still sucks to see um but yeah that entire situation we'll skip a little bit ahead here just because i we're already talking about it but trying to figure this out on my live stream which is at twitch.tv forward slash vivid shim by the way for those who are coming from youtube and don't know a live stream i live stream pretty much every game i review i try to anyway but yeah it was a weird one I went through multiple tests, there's a lot of footage of the game looking like absolute shite. We did a comparison shot in this uh, of the downloaded footage, which I got from a channel. In fact, I'm going to pull that up right now uh, for you guys, um, for the audio listeners. I'm going to pull that up. But yeah, we, we got some extra footage just because I wanted to show the game off in a better light. And I ended up using a bit more than it than I would have liked. But at the same time, I'm like, well... I've got it. I'm I'm giving them the shout out at the end of the day, and granted, not that I'm on any kind of pedestal to shout them out. I'm pretty sure they've got like ten thousand more subs than me or whatever. But I I wanted to give them the credit because at the end of the day, it wasn't my footage. You know, that's just how it is. Not my footage. You've got to deal with it. And uh, it appears my internet has gone down during this, so I can't find their name. That's fantastic. Great. Shout out to you. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Uh, it's in the link in the video. I'll put a link down below on the Patreon post as well. That That's really unfortunate timing for my internet to go down, but oh well. You gotta deal with that. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> but yeah, we... So the way that it seemed to work, and now I haven't confirmed or denied whether this is true, but this is just based off what I saw and what I have been able to put together whilst trying to sh troubleshoot this game. It seems to me that 
the game uses the CPU to render stuff and to load in textures other than the GPU. And I can't tell if that's a common thing or not. I was talking to my mate Jack, and he seems to think that it isn't a common thing. And I, I guess I could see it, but for the most part, it seems to be the GPU that's shown for that kind of stuff. Because that's what the video RAM is for, surely. But there we are. That That's a thing this game does. And credit to the game. Even though that it wasn't loading in the textures, that didn't affect the performance at all. Genuinely, that that's a testament to this. And I didn't even mention this in the review. And I really should have. It was ignoring the graphical settings because it couldn't load in the textures. But... It also wasn't affecting the performance. It was like it put the performance first over the graphics. And I appreciate that so much. And genuinely, don't know whether it's a deliberate thing or not, but it made the gameplay experience super smooth regardless of what settings I had it on. And as a person who doesn't really care about graphics as much as I do performance, I thought that was excellent. The only reason that I wanted good graphics is because, well, I'm reviewing it, so I want to show it off, you know what I mean? It's a video format, you've got to make it kind of look a bit nice. But overall, fantastic. I loved that it did that. That's a very cool thing, deliberate or otherwise, and made my experience that much better. Whilst you don't need a lot of frame rate in a turn-based strategy game, those who say you do are full of shit, quite frankly, you don't. But uh, yeah, it was good. Genuinely good. Uh, ran like a dream, honestly. It, it didn't. I didn't experience any issues. I think I maybe had one or two frame drops, and that was mostly because I was streaming at the same time. But when I wasn't streaming, it was it was like a hot knife through butter. That's how that's how smooth that was. Incredible stuff. Um, but yeah, then I turned on the uh, async uh, compute, which I still have no idea whether it's supposed to do what it did, but it seemed to transfer a lot of the stuff over to the GPU from the CPU, and I was able to get actual textures and not blobs from it, so, you know, I'll always appreciate that. Now, it should be said we're not going to discuss much in the way of lore, simply because... Well, I don't need to. I That was pretty well covered in that. And um, I don't like doing spoilers a lot of the time unless I deem it to be necessary or unless one of my problems comes from a spoiler. Uh, you'll be seeing that in the Jedi Fallen Order review. I actually do talk about spoilers in that, though they are uh, warned in advance as well as having a warning before we even dive into the video. But yeah, it's going to be one of those things where a spoiler about that game is an issue and a criticism I have of it. So we're going to be discussing it, but here I'm not far enough in to really judge the narrative strength. <laughs> There's my dog. <laughs> Sorry about that, my dog's... Uh, he's not having a good time. But... Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's probably barking at my dad, if I were to guess. But, um, yeah, narr narratively, not really experienced too much because I'm super early on. But more than anything, I'm just kind of enjoying it. I couldn't I couldn't play too much uh, because the game came out when it did and I had to turn around this video very quickly. Uh, so I was rather limited in that department, but I know for a fact that I'm going to keep playing it. And I love the way the plot's been presented so far. It has a very grounded and real approach, which I always like. I always 
like it when stuff that should be there is there. And I brought up XCOM as a good example of why that isn't the case. And whilst I certainly don't have a problem with it, it was just one of those things that I wish they did on top of everything that I loved about XCOM. But uh, yeah, I, I think they do it really well. And whilst it does have its flaws elsewhere, which we will get onto, overall it was good. It, it was it was fine. It made sense. Uh, I believe the president or the chairman was voiced by Liam O'Brien, which I immediately caught up on because I'm pretty good at that stuff. But yeah, great stuff. Um, Gabe comes across as a somewhat generic but fun character. You know, he's not bad, but, you know, he's kind of what you would expect from a Giza War character, you know, bit of a wisecrack kind of guy. Also has a serious side, has a bit of a dark past kind of thing. Uh, Sid, however, I love Sid. Sid's just a... Sid's a dick. <laughs> he's an absolute dick to people, and I love it. Also love his mustache. Incredible. Incredible stuff. Very strong in the mustache game, I must admit. Uh, first thing I <laughs> saw when he came into the shot, and I put the exact shot in the um, in the video, but I was like, damn, that's a mustache. I'm pretty sure that's the exact quote I said. Incredible stuff. Genuinely so good. Uh, <laughs> I The wisecracks he makes for the missions, where really, like, they're, they're so cheesy, but they work so well, where, like, um, someone will say something and then he'll just make a joke off it or whatever, and it's a joke about him being a dick. That's essentially what it is. It's like, um, he was like, let's pay them a visit or something, and then Sid would go, and I didn't get them a present, and it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> I, I love, maybe, maybe it's because deep down I'm an arsehole, but I love those arsehole characters. It, it, it was good. Uh, moving on, though, we'll get into, I guess, the meat and veg of this, which is the gameplay. And, I mean, if I didn't get it across already before, during this, and during the review itself, I think this is a fucking excellent game, in terms of how it plays. Genuinely, one of the best experiences I've had this year. It's so good. I loved every second that I was playing of it. Every second in-game, it felt good. The executions were dope as shit. Yeah, it was great. Genuinely, top-notch. I didn't find really any problems with it other than the uh, the heroes uh, causing you to have a rather limited selection every now and again. But, yeah, that... Overall, everything else was pretty good. Even the fact that the looming presence of death that XCOM has at every single corner, uh, even though that's not there. Well, it wasn't exactly a problem. I like it wasn't a negative thing. It was just something that I deemed to be uh, noteworthy and not exactly a good thing. You know, I, I feel like when you're playing these kind of games, you need that threat of death. I think that goes a long way in this situation. Uh, it goes a long way in XCOM having, you know, just one wrong move. Uh, it's like a butterfly effect where a series of <laughs> horrible events happens and you end up getting squad wipe. And that's just how it is in XCOM. And it always used to suck when it happened. But, you know, 
it was always probably your fault and was the RNG kind of felt bullshit in that game, which it doesn't in this game, by the way. There's like the occasional like, ah, oh, come on kind of thing. But it's never like XCOM where you have a 95% chance to hit and then you don't hit, <laughs> which is the meme of that game. I, I've not had anything that uh, like that in here, but it is... You know, it's it's still kind of RNG based, but nowhere near as much as there. But yeah, it was. I found it to be a lot more tactical than XCOM, and I guess that's a weird thing to say considering they're both essentially the same game. And maybe it's because I haven't been refreshed on my XCOM experience in a long time, and I haven't played XCOM two, so I don't know how that's done it. But when I used when I played XCOM, I always used to like get into the whole like you're on a mission kind of thing but it was there's the little things that this game does which makes it feel a whole lot more tactical in my eyes the different equipment is a cool one even though that's an XCOM as well but you have like the different armor pieces that give different abilities I think the perk tree in this is far more interesting than what it was in XCOM Enemy Unknown uh on top of that though uh the overwatch ability and the use and the AI's use of it and the AI's tactics as well uh, they feel a lot more real, you know, like you could see like a mili like a military like drone like a locust drone If a locust drone were to exist, you could see them doing that kind of thing and they all have their own Unique AI personalities, which I don't mention a lot in this, but you know, it's like the locust uh, Drones are very defensive in nature. They often don't get too close uh, will set up an overwatch to pin you down then you have like the wretches which just run in mindlessly because that's what they are you have the uh, grenadiers which just walk in fearlessly boomers kind of lumber towards you whilst firing off their explosives it's great they all feel super unique and you all have to you have to tackle each one in a certain way and whilst XCOM also did have them we compare it a lot to XCOM because that's the closest point of reference but yeah it's 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 fucking phenomenal. It's genuinely the best experience I've had this year so far, in my opinion. Uh, maybe the only thing that comes close to it is my first playthrough of Horizon Zero Dawn. But I don't know if it does. Honestly, I don't know if it does. Uh, yeah, this this was just brilliant. Uh, it was so good. Uh, Persona 5 Royal was also good, but this this was top tier stuff. Honestly top tier stuff it's <laughs> it, it, it's a gold standard of turn-based strategy for me and whilst i'm not the uh, most experienced with that genre these days it, it, it brought me back to when i was uh, younger playing xcom and like being on my xbox live party with my mate uh look it, it brought me back to that era of being like going in being doing all the cool strategy using the overwatch and having like a range on the overwatch it was it was cool it was cool that's what it was it was just cool like so cool in fact that i even got in touch with my friend who owen who introduced me to it and i told him straight up i was like you need to get this because it's great you know it's genuinely great it's so good but yeah i i love it i, I genuinely love it and uh that the uh the use of like uh, positioning being extremely important. You have your different classes like in XCOM as well. And the one thing I didn't mention in that at all, which I need to mention, was the boss fights. The boss fights are really good. Uh, I hinted at one of them 
in there. I believe I showed two clips of it, which was the first boss fight against the Brumark. And the Brumark boss fight is... Uh, it's brutal, but fun. You know, I, I ended up uh, having a lot of people go down in that fight. But my god, that one shows off the tactical elements of this game perfectly. And um, I, I wish I could show more of it, like, in that video. And I wish I went into it a bit more. But it, it, I could have been there all day with that. The Having it split up two and two, you know, going back and forth. Having them shoot, uh, like, the back tanks of it. But then, like halfway through i realized i'm better off shooting the guns so it has less attack opportunities you know it can only then use it stop remove its range you know there's so many like little thought processes and tactical elements that you just have to come up with and work out whilst fighting this absolute behemoth it's so good and it it, it took me a while i didn't die during it which was nice but yeah it was so i loved it I loved it so much, man. It was incredible. Going through, having like other drones go through as he's bombarding you with missiles, stomping on you, shooting you with miniguns, you have grenadiers coming in. Ugh. It was incredible, and it took me a while to get him down, but my god was it super satisfying when I finally did, and I can't wait to continue playing it, because that's a true testament to if a game is good, is whether I continue playing it after the review is done. I can tell you right now that I am going to be continuing playing Gears Tactics because it's that damn good. It is, for me, it's a must play. It's, right now, it is the reason to get Xbox Game Pass. It's that and Halo. That's the reason right there. Sea of Thieves is also there. That's a good one. But the two big boys are Halo on PC and Gears Tactics. That's, like, if, if someone were to come to me and be like, oh, what's on Game Pass right now? That's what I'd say. That's how I'd go. You should try it because of this. I wouldn't say that for any other game on there. I'd actually tell a lie. I'd say it for Yakuza. The Yakuza games, uh, especially Yakuza 0. Now, I've not played Kiwami. Um, oh, Kiwami? Kiwami? I don't know how they pronounce that. I'm not very good at Japanese. But uh, Yakuza 0, I'd also say. But I wouldn't say it for something like The Outer Worlds, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it. I probably wouldn't even say it for Sea of Thieves, despite loving Sea of Thieves. But this game is something else. It's so, so good. And uh, another thing which I wanted to mention more was the bonus objectives. And there's an entire story that I want to go into here about one of the bonus objectives... Uh, or, well, not even that, one of the missions that I got to play, I believe it was a side mission, and it was a solo side mission where I went in with one troop, uh, my shotgunner, like my assault, like, scout trooper, I don't know what they call them in the game, I can't remember, but I went in solo on that and had to free uh, troops, and it was one of the only missions where I've actually failed because I ran out of time before getting to the other one, but, oh my god, God, it was super intense because despite having a stealth ability on that troop, sneaking in, killing enemies quickly, and then getting into a troop to grow your forces and then going over to rescue another one, whilst more enemies are pouring in, was super intense. It was so fucking good. And it was on a time limit on top of that. I loved it. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Genuinely one of the best experiences I've had in a game like this. I think it tops anything I've had in XCOM uh, so far anyway. Like 
having a troop stealth in it's it's fucking genius that's what it is like i never would have even thought about that being a mission type but having just one person and you have to pick that one person to go in save someone save someone else and then get out all within a certain time period i loved it <laughs> genuinely I'd, I'd play that mission again uh all of them were really good, you know, the ones where it was like, oh, the bonus objective is to hold two areas at once for two turns each. That's pretty cool. Uh, the last mission that I played was Chapter 2, um, the beginning of Chapter 2, and it was one of those missions where you had to hold both of them uh, at the same time for two turns, and that's really fucking difficult, because there is a constant wave of enemies coming at you, and that map isn't very big. So they land very close walk in a lot of them are cqc you have things like boomers as well it is that it is fascinating and it was it, that level that i was just mentioning there had the best experience of ai intelligence artificial intelligence intelligence clearly i'm lacking some but it had the best example of that that i've seen in a video game in quite some time where i had a guy on overwatch and he was like looking out to try and stop people from getting in because there was uh, three exit, like uh, three entrances, one which was wide open, then two side ones where the enemies were coming from. So I had one on each, they were holding the doors, holding their position, and a boomer was coming in on one of the sides. And what it did was it kind of saw that one of them was on Overwatch there, and it fired, it fired its, um, like, its boomer, its boomer gun, I can't remember what it's called, the, bo the, the boomer. Is it just called a boomer? I can't even, boom shot. It's called a boom shot, isn't it? That's what it's called. Uh, but yeah, they fired that right next to the guy. It didn't hurt him, but it, because of it, it being an explosion, it interrupted his Overwatch so the enemies could get in. And I was like, that's incredible. I was blown away that it, they actually did that. I would have never thought that they could have done that. And I was so impressed. I was like, wow, that's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. And it, it's it's difficult, it's challenging, but in a way that I personally find super satisfying, where there's no bullshit with a game like this, aside from the occasional RNG. And in XCOM it's mostly RNG, but it's not like something like Dark Souls. Now, I'm not a big lover of the Dark Souls games, and the reason I'm not is because there's a lot of things in Dark Souls that can be fucking weird and kind of bullshit. Like, certain animations, certain, like, weird things in animations, certain frames in anime. There's a lot of things there that can be bullshit. But in a game like this, the only thing that can be bullshit is RNG, and that's it, you know? It's RNG and your positioning that can fuck you over in this. And that's what I love, you know? It, it, it's on me, but it's also, like, sometimes you just get unlucky, and that's just life. you got to play... You gotta play with the hand you're dealt, you gotta deal with it in the way that you are going to survive, you know? You have to deal with it in that kind of way. And yeah, it excels at that, it genuinely does. And I can't wait to see what else they throw into the mix, because so far, I love it. The only downside is that I can't experience it in its true graphical form. Uh, which really sucks, <laughs> but there we are. That's just a issue I have. What I what I might try and do, and I've got a new PC part coming at some point to replace my motherboard because of the MSI situation. 
I might leave it for now because I've got other projects to work on anyway. What I might do is go back and try it again with the new CPU and see if that changes anything. Because it might, it genuinely might. I don't know whether it will or not, but hey, that's uh, that's just the thing. But yeah, we have some uh, fun, fun little facts about this video here. Uh, fact number one that I'm going to bring up right now is the file size. For those who don't know, uh, I notoriously use a lot of footage, and that footage is very big because I record it at a big resolution for long periods of time. So there are currently nine files in the Gears Tactics folder, including the uh, downloaded cutscenes, and it is at a whopping 107 gigabytes, which is a tenth of my total storage right now. Uh, the situation is getting pretty fucking dire, quite frankly. <laughs> But yeah, uh, 107 gigabytes. That's that's hefty, considering the it's only 10 minutes long. Uh, I can go in and tell you how long each one of them is. Uh, the cutscene one is an hour and 16. Then we have a two-minute video, which I don't know how. Uh, then we also have an hour 25, uh, an hour 17, 33 minutes. 13 minutes, 34, and 2 hours and 12. So yeah, we, we've we used 10 minutes of that. So there's a lot of footage that you just didn't see. And, you know, that's just how it is. I often over-record and then uh, just use what I can. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's just that's just a fun little fact about that video there. Uh, another fun little fact, it was the first one using the new Fireside intro, the new Vivid Chim intro, which was a... Um, which uh, I made the Fireside intro last night, actually, as of recording this. Uh, it was one of the last things I did before editing the video was the Fireside and Vivid Chim intro. We also got new scene transitions, new like little lower thirds that I've been using. I've been working on those for a little bit. I'm working on some other ones as well, though they probably won't be seen for quite some time. Uh, I'd love to know what people thought about those. I think they look pretty slick, quite frankly. I think they look a lot better than the ones we were using prior, but who knows? I I'd have to... I'd have to see what everyone thinks, but uh, so far, I'm genuinely happy with this stuff. And uh, I hope everyone else is too. I, I really do. I really, really do. But uh, yeah, what, what what else can we talk about here? Like, uh, scrolling through this right now. Uh, oh yeah, there's, there's one thing that I didn't mention just because I didn't think it was very relevant for the audience of this. And that was the pre-order DLC. So there's a pre-order thing, and I didn't pre-order the game, but I got it through Game Pass, and I don't know how. It's just a thing that happens sometime. So you've got Cole. Uh, and for those who've played Gears of War, Cole, the Cole Train, he's a character in Gears of War. Uh, he's a fucking brilliant character as well. And you actually got him in his, like, football gear, like his Blitzball gear um, here. And... Yeah, it, it, it was a weird one, and I was like, oh, cool, that's pretty cool to get him. But it was also strange because he came in as the same class as uh, Sid, who's one of the main heroes, and he's a hero character too, Cole. So I found it kind of pointless and redundant to use him uh, up until Chapter 2, where I couldn't take Sid on one mission. But uh, before that, it was completely pointless using Cole, because he was the same class as Sid, uh, used in less missions than Sid because Sid had to be used in some so you were better off just going with Sid most of the time and I found that really confusing but it's a good little nostalgia thing he has like cool armor you know it, it was fun though uh, also the customization options we didn't even talk about character customization so 
in XCOM, if you've played an XCOM game, you know you can change everything. Uh, like, you can change the way they look, you can change their race, you can change their name, you can change their gender, I'm pretty sure. You can change all of their gear, all of their items, the way they... It, all of it. You can change the colour and everything. You can do that in this as well, and I love it, because they have custom armor pieces with different effects. Awesome stuff. Uh, it was really fun. They also have a colour in this game called Vivid Purple, which was very interesting to see, considering, well... I use purple, and that's not the first time a coincidence like that's happened. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution, which is a game my mate Geffen played uh, a lot. I've never played it myself, but uh, there's a color scheme in there which was pink uh, and blue, and that was uh, that was called Vivid as well. And pink and blue, for those who don't know, used to be my colors back in the day. And purple is currently my Twitch colors. So, <laughs> just another well, weird coincidence where the term Vivid is used quite often in regards to like color schemes in games and my brand deliberate no way i'm far too small for anyone to even know about me but yeah <laughs> fascinating all the same to wrap this up though if you're listening to this definitely get this <laughs> if i didn't make it clear enough you should absolutely give this a go this is awesome it was it, it's just a great game it runs beautifully. As far as I can tell, it even runs well on laptops. I haven't got to try it on one, but, you know, I've seen a lot of people saying out there that it does. It, it's cool. It's a great game. Absolutely solid. If it, if I could run the graphics better, it would genuinely be a 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> and uh, it probably still is. If I, if I were to do number ratings, which is another thing I've been toying with, by the way, is uh, potentially bringing back number ratings. I've I've not done it. I'm not. I've not done it in a while since the Fallout series, and I don't really like them because I think they're kind of bullshit and pointless. But people like talking about them and talking about how wrong they are. So I was I was thinking about doing it, bringing it back as a meme. But if if it was, this would be like one of the highest ratings you can give it. It's genuinely so fucking good. <laughs> so damn good i am incredibly happy i'll be playing more of it i'm sure you'll be seeing it on twitter if you follow me uh me gushing about how good this game is like i was before the review came out uh but yeah we have a, we have a couple of reviews coming up uh soon the next one is jedi fallen order expect to see uh another one of that where we will be going through and discussing the game in a bit more detail after the review should be an interesting one to do, quite frankly, because I actually haven't played that game in quite some time. I've had that one on the docks for a long time, so it should be kind of fun to go back and reflect on that game uh, a couple of months after the fact, actually. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've got a new hard drive coming as well, so I can store even more footage for all of the Resident Evil games I have coming up. But yeah, thank you all for listening to this first How About Gonna Be extended podcast probably going to do more of these uh well actually i plan on doing them for every review uh going forward but yeah let me know what you guys thought about them if you prefer this kind of loose uh talk you know more of just a chat show talking about the review what i said what i didn't say why i said some things uh i, th I think it goes a long way in helping explain my methodology and my thought process which can often get lost in this stuff but yeah there we go. Uh, thank you all. Uh, thank you all for becoming a patron as well. Much appreciated. 
and we will see you next time in the How Bad Gonna Be Extended Podcast. Goodbye, everyone.